So what is it that determines your response to an infection, a challenge? Namaste and welcome to the River of Wisdom podcast. I'm your guide by the side, Swamini B. Let us flow, you and I, on the banks of the River of Wisdom. Right now, as we speak, it is battle as usual for your body. How? Well, the immune system of your body is trying to keep the body functioning at its optimum. The immune system, which includes many, many processes, does its job in identifying pathogens, putting up a defense, attacking invaders, eating up some of them, etc., etc. Our nutrition, sleep, rest, and exercise all contribute to how strong the immune system is. Which brings us to an important point and reflection. When it comes to facing life, we experience different challenges differently. Sometimes we get overwhelmed. Sometimes we face a challenge squarely. Sometimes we deal with a challenge effortlessly. Sometimes our foundations are shaken. Some of us may even say, what challenge? (coughs) Excuse me. So what is it that determines your response to an infection, a challenge? It is your immune system, your system of power and strength that comes from something that is far more enduring than a given situation. Having a strong immune system does not mean that all infection will magically disappear from the face of the earth. As we speak, there are many viruses and bacteria that are waiting to have a good time or are waiting to have a go at us. The bacteria in the stomach rightfully can lay claim. They could very well be saying, hey, our ancestors have been here for so long. It is my right to continue to stay here. Nobody can accuse me of encroaching. The body is fighting the bacteria. It deals with it on the basis of the strength it has. Having a strong immune system means that you can deal with most infections and you will heal faster. It's worth thinking about what your immune system in life and for life includes. What is it in you that identifies forces inimical to you? What is it in you that deals with these forces by expelling it from your system, sometimes engulfing it, sometimes overpowering it? What is it? There are no right or wrong answers for this. If you say your family is your immunity and you have a terrible misunderstanding with your family members, then it is as though your life has come to an end. If it is your capacity to earn money that constitutes your immunity and you're laid off, then you are not able to fight the situation. If you say your wife is your life, as some people say, and your wife has a terrible misunderstanding with you or walks away or drifts apart, then you've had it. If you say your children are your immunity 
and they decide to stay abroad for better opportunities away from you, then your immunity takes a beating. If you say your health is your immunity and you suddenly discover you have cancer, then what you were counting on does not serve you. Your family members, your capacity to earn, your wife or partner, your children, your health surely contribute to your strength, your stability and much love in your life. Yet, the truth is, they are not enduring. They will not always be there, nor can you always be there for them. This is the truth. Then what is it that can be an enduring, lasting immune system for us that can see us through the many challenges in life? What can be your system of power and strength that comes from something that is far more enduring than a sum total of all your learning and experiences? The Vedic tradition talks about discovering an abiding, enduring relationship with Ishvara or Bhagavan. In the discovery of your relationship with Bhagavan, you see that you are always protected. You have more than what you need and you can deal with everything in life. Bhagwan can truly be your immune system and much more if you allow yourself to know. In a faraway Zen monastery, a young student approaches the master to learn the lessons of life. The master invites him for tea. The master starts to pour tea into the cup and just does not seem to stop. The tea is now spilling onto the table and is even going to spoil the carpet as it starts to drip. The student cannot restrain himself and shouts out, Can't you see the cup is full? Please stop! And the master stops pouring the tea and says, Indeed, the cup of your ideas, theories about God is full. So, empty your cup. That God is an angry, judgmental being sitting in some place, pulling the strings of our life might be some of the ideas in our cup. We need to empty this. The Vedic tradition defines Bhagavan as that being from which all has come, that being by which all is sustained and that being unto which all is resolved. Yatova imani bhuta nijayante ye najata nijivanti yat prayantya visam vishanti ti tat vignaya All beings, plants and animals, mountains and valleys, planets and galaxies, all laws, all principles have come, are sustained and that into which all resolves. So did Bhagwan just bring all of this into being and then hand over to a babysitter? No, he sustains it too. All laws, all principles are kept going. It's not like gravity was functioning once upon a time, had its heydays of glory and now the law of gravity has retired. 
Bhagavan keeps gravity and all the laws and principles of different bodies of knowledge functioning optimally. There comes a time when things have served their purpose, seasons change, every moment ends. Where do these go? All of these resolve and collapse into Bhagavan. This understanding of Bhagavan as the being from which all has come, all is sustained and into whom all resolves is a very profound understanding. Why? Because it includes me and everyone and all laws and principles. There are many people who say, I believe in the laws of nature, but I don't believe in Bhagwan. Well, where do you think the laws of nature came from? Where do you think the intelligence of the cause and effect of each principle came from? Let's take a very simple principle. We know that fire burns. Fire is not partial to lighting a lamp in a puja or lighting a dead body. It is an impartial principle. All the principles in the world are so impeccably intelligent and that intelligence can rest only in a conscious being. Intelligence must rest in a conscious being. It cannot exist otherwise. All the principles in the world which are so impeccably intelligent rest in a conscious being that is Bhagwan. Some of us may have authority issues with Bhagwan, and I will talk about it in a future episode. Think about it. Me and all that I take myself to be, my experiences, my many sufferings, my unresolved issues, my resolved issues, they have all come from Bhagavan. He is the very source of me. In other words, he is my mother and father and even the mother and father of all my ancestors. And he is the causeless cause. I use the pronoun he because in Sanskrit grammar, we have masculine and feminine nouns. And Bhagavan is a masculine noun. I could very well say Bhagavati, which is a feminine noun, referring to the goddess. And that would be fine. Going with common usage, he, Bhagavan, sustains all my activities through his very laws and principles. Lifting your hand from the table is no big deal for you and me. Ask a person who is recovering from paralysis to lift his hand and you will begin to get a glimpse of so many laws and principles that are involved in this mundane action of lifting a hand. If your immunity includes this understanding of Bhagwan that is revealed in the Vedic tradition, then you start to trust. If your immunity includes this understanding of Bhagwan, you trust yourself with your abilities and your capacity to make the change you wish to see in the world. You trust that all will be well. You trust that others are doing their best. You trust that you can deal with whatever life throws at you. You trust that things end not because someone wants you to suffer, 
but that was the purpose it needed to serve in your life. Things end because it is the nature of all things to end. It is the nature of every moment to end and that is the truth. When you trust, you learn to relax. You see things and situations as they are. When you see things and situations as they are, what you need to do to further your life becomes evident to you. When you trust the laws and principles that is indeed Bhagavan, you see that you can work in harmony with these to create the change you want. So, when do I start discovering my relationship with Bhagavan? Now, think about the army, any nation's army. The likelihood that they will be engaged in war is very slim. In a soldier's 40-year career, the likelihood that the soldier will fight in a war is going to be a couple of years or even less. So does he start preparing for the war on the eve of the war? Obviously not. He's always preparing and he's always battle ready. For the two years or less that he might spend in war, the rest of the 30 plus years, he's preparing himself, strengthening himself, strategizing and strengthening his support system. He understands how the enemy works so on and so forth. The teachings of life are really understood in the thick and thin of the battlefield of life, not in a quiet cave. Arjuna did not retreat to a cave to talk about the mysteries of life with Bhagavan Sri Krishna. His questions came from what he understood as the battle of his life. And so, we want to be battle ready for the battlefield of life. If we think that life is a battlefield, and for most of us, we do think like that. Your immune system is an enduring source of phenomenal power and strength and support. Why? Because now it is pervaded by your understanding of Bhagavan. Anytime a challenge comes, you can deal with it effortlessly. Why? Because your immune system is ready to face and embrace all of life because you see your life as a manifestation of Bhagavan. You see that you and every moment of your life has come from Bhagavan is sustained by Bhagavan and one day your body mind will resolve into Bhagavan. What you consider as you is fully pervaded by Bhagavan. What a profound understanding revealed to us by the Vedic tradition. You matter, your life matters, what you do with your life matters. Thanks for listening. I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions about this episode, please email me or send me a voice message 
at swaminiji at discoveratma.com. That's S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-A-T-M-A dot com. And I will respond. See you next week.